We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast, everybody. This week we are joined by guests Dana and Annie. Hi, Rodney guys. is with us as well. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> not a grande outdoors. <laughs> not a grande outdoors. Listen to the sultry sounds of my voice. Happy little oh, treats. <laughs> <coughs> Still not rid of the stupid cough. And he's the one that hasn't been drinking. That's true. <laughs> true enough. True enough. Um, this week. We figured we'd just do a fun podcast, talk about, well, the idea came up when, well, I think last week I was arguing with my wife. About, <laughs> we do that a lot. We do that a lot. Bicker. Bicker's a good word. Bicker's a good Not word, argue. yeah. It's bicker. I um, do love you. I love you, too. But we bicker a lot. And it, <laughs> well, it greatly, fun. greatly... Um, or I should say it, it really amuses Rodney and Dana because they mm-hmm. do the same thing. And so, well, yeah, like Especially a few er, years early ago. on, early on in y'all's marriage, um, to, to mine and Dana's great delight, we were driving down the road and we were sitting in the back and you two were up front and y'all were bickering at each I other. I remember exactly what we were bickering about too. Yeah. I we don't were, remember what you were we bickering about. We were looking about. for a barber shop. Oh, yeah? And I was like, oh, it's right up there on the right. And she's like, no, it's not. And because I could see the sign. And sh- anyways, yeah, we were bickering about where the barbershop was. There you go. All right. I just remember y'all were bickering, and me and Dana were in the back seat chuckling our asses off because <laughs> it was hilarious. I leaned over, and I was like, they do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we spent so much time with y'all doing the whole cutesy new so New much phase. time. I don't know that you can say so, so much time, time, seeing as how we were married a month after our first date. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was even after y'all were married. Y'all didn't yeah. make it for a while. Y'all it was, were. It was. Y'all were pretty. Not in front of us. Okay. Okay. Y'all I were all cutesy patootsie and shit. And then we get to see you bicker, and it was hilarious. It made us laugh. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me laugh because right? that's I tend to do that. Um, I tend to needle my wife. Yeah, yeah, a lot. It's good for her. she's cute when she's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the topic of the podcast. Um, we were discussing how 2019 uh, did not camp hold well. a lot of camp trips for us and we had intended to do that and so annie and and dana have already planned a couple of trips for us um Mm -hmm. not specifically camp trips but i think we were camp along the way yeah camp along the way trips Mm -hmm. and so we started discussing that annie and i started discussing that and she mentioned that she didn't want to take her camp trailer and uh we started bickering about that, and she was bringing up her childhood camp memories because your your family 
went on a lot of long road trips as you're when you're young kids. Mm-hmm. We would camp along the way instead of staying in hotels because it was a lot more affordable to get to where we wanted to really go. Right. Yeah. Anyways, so that spurred the thought of the topic today, and that's um, memorable childhood camping trips and or, um, you know, what we're going to do with our kids in the future. So, yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, not to put anybody on the spot. Right. I, I, I like the topic because, so so for me, all, my family growing up, we didn't camp to camp. So I don't think that I had ever really been on a camp, uh, just like a camping, camping trip. like a camping trip yeah. until... Man, probably till we were married, Dana, or or when we Going were dating anyway. anyway. Um, because all of our camping revolved around hunting. Right. Um, it was a it's a it was a means of means to an end. Yeah. Of hunting. Yeah. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. We camped out so we could hunt. Um, now, of course, now we camp a lot. We we go places just just to camp. Right. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. I love it. And I love taking the kids. Um, and I listened to Dana and, and her stories about camping growing up. Well, and, and in fact, you guys, uh, you know, we we just started in on our families, um, and we'll do the same thing. You know, love love taking our kids camping. They're they're young, but but we'll grow into it. Mm-hmm. But in fact, you guys have gone so far as to say, um, forget competitive sport sports. We want our kids to camp. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. So we sat down with the kids, and and we did. We had a conversation with them about, you know, would you rather be able to um, camp, or do you want to play sports? You know, we kind of and you let them you let them voice their it, opinion. Right? Yeah, well, we did. Well, and here's the thing I think about is so many people argue that sports teach teamwork. Yeah. I would argue it takes just as much teamwork to set up and break down a camp without having a knockdown, drag out fight. Yeah, especially the way we camp. And it's far more family family oriented. You yeah. get to spend a lot more time with your kids yeah. than you do when they're out on the field. They learn yeah. useful skills. And then, and I'm not not knocking sports. Yeah. Um, you know, if our kids would have wanted to choose that path, um, we would have never done it done it to the extent that some people do you know i've got family members that their entire lives revolve around baseball yeah so do i and if that's their choice choice. so be it but i i just don't want to do that i don't want my life revolving around one one thing like that yeah um or multiple that's usually what happens is it's um Volleyball, basketball. Yeah, volleyball or football, and yeah. then basketball, yeah. and then track. And... and I believe in the commitment. If you're going to commit to it, yeah. I believe that you you need to be there. Right. If you're going to do the sport, baseball, football, soccer, whatever it is, I, I, you need to be there mm-hmm. all the time. And um, I just, man, I was super glad when my kids said, yeah, we want to camp. Because I told them, if you want to hunt and you want to camp, you can't play sports. Because they're playing sports 90% of the time when it's the weather's nice. Precedence, yeah. And it's going to take precedence, and you're not going to be able to do all that stuff. Yeah. So it's been good that our kids like to camp, fish, hunt. And so we got lucky and dodged that bullet. <laughs> so far. So far. So far. Um, for me, you know, we did do a lot of camping when I was a kid. 
Uh, thankfully, that was something my dad really enjoyed doing. Uh, we've still got my dad's camp box, you know, um, and I, I still use some of my dad's stuff, but I I am thankful for that. I'm thankful that, that he liked to go out and camp, and, and in fact, we did um, an entire summer where that's all we did was camp. Um, my dad was taking care of some, some cattle on a place uh, south and east of Springer where we lived, and he took all four boys. My mom was getting her master's degree uh, down in Las Cruces, and so all f- four of the boys went with Dad, and we had a big old six-man tent, wall tent, that we set up. And I remember that being one of the coolest summers ever because we got to live like the old mountain men, the old cowboys. You know, we cooked dinner over the fire every night. We didn't even have a Coleman. We had a fire. We had, you know, uh, an awning over the tent and the tent, and we had our sleeping bag set up, and that's what we did. Day in and day out, we camped and go check cows and feed and – that was a great summer. Sounds I like it. that. Sounds like a good summer. So mm-hmm. I, that was that was cool. Like I said, I'm I'm a little bit different in that hunting kind of came secondary to camping for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my dad liked to hunt, but we didn't really do a whole lot of it. I kind of got into that a little bit later. Um, but I remember a lot of camping trips when I was a kid. Yeah, and they were full on camping trips. It was a little bit different from what Dana and Annie kind of experience because you guys were like headed places right mm-hmm. yeah we went on a few where it was for a camping trip but we drove back and forth to eastern nebraska a lot and dad took the opportunity to see whatever he could between there and here so we actually saw a lot of country growing up made it through the black hills mount rushmore wisconsin nebraska kansas colorado we made a few trips through Colorado, even though it's kind of out of the way from where we're at, but it was well worth the detour. We'd stay at Estes Park. Mom lost her wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> it just disappeared into thin air. We went back and looked and looked and looked for it. Couldn't find it, but it's okay. Made it memorable, you know. So we had one of those Dodge vans that's like a recreational vehicle. It had a wet bar in it. It was like a refrigerator <laughs> with a liquor cabinet. And then Whoa. across from it was a sink. And it had one of those tables where you could like drop a little post in the hole in the yeah. floor. And it yeah, had yeah. like two swivel chairs and a bench in the back. And that was a fantastic travel vehicle. One of the original RVs. It, right. Yeah. And it had like the um, ladder up the back with the rack on top and a sunlight like with a louver on it. But we camped out of that thing quite a bit, and I don't know. It was fun. We even stopped and saw some of the, like, roadside attractions. We stopped at Carhenge. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. By Amarillo? No, it's in Nebraska. Oh. It's, like, out in Western. Oh, Carhenge. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of Cadillac Ranch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got the cars. Yeah, all stabbed Mm -hmm. area down. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I think my childhood camping was a little bit different than yours and by that time dad was working I don't know quite a bit more or something but uh, I definitely remember the summer that he took me to the Gila wilderness when I was about 11 years old and that's the most 
memorable time of my childhood. I remember everything about that trip crystal clear, whereas a lot of my childhood is kind of blurry, <laughs> very vague, but that, it, it'll be with me always. So what, what, is, what was it about that trip that, that made it stick with you? It was just, it was just me and dad. It was one-on-one, basically. We were, he was working for a family out there that has a big packing operation. They pack people out into the wilderness for hunting or pleasure, whatever, and, um, Hunting is pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Business or pleasure? And pleasure. And so, anyhow, it was was gorgeous, and I just, I felt like I was on an adventure. I was cold a lot. (laughs) It was, everything about it was miserable. Like you always say, misery breeds memory. I was very cold, very hungry. There were a lot of miles put in the saddle, and I was extremely sore. That's um, yeah. So see, that's one of the the fundamental differences in camping to camp and camping to hunt. Because typically, when you're camping to camp, you're doing it in the warmer months, yeah, um, and you're not as frozen. But when you're mm-hmm. camping to hunt, it's September, October, November, December kind of months. But there again, it and was it's typically the colors cold. were yeah. far more beautiful yeah. than oh, they yeah, would yeah. have yeah. been no, in there's, the summer. There's yeah. definite trade-offs, um, but it's it you, you have a greater propensity for extreme weather conditions during the fall hunting season yeah. than during yeah. summer. You know, I remember being we were riding across, and I can't remember if it was thousand mile ridge or hundred mile ridge. It was something like that, but it was so much higher than everything else around us, and all the trees were burned dead on it. But there was about every kind of wildflower you could think of up on that ridge, and you could see the mountain range for as far as your eye could see. And there were storm clouds and storm heads all around and thunderstorms and lightning storms and it was extremely extremely memorable dad took me on a two-week pack trip for archery season over there in the gila and we stayed out and it was totally awesome and i think each one of us kids got to go on a some form of a pack trip yeah i know john didn't i'm pretty sure Allie got to do something but i you know when you're the when you do an individual trip, you're not going to remember the other kid's trip. <laughs> <laughs> right, That's right. right. We took, um, Kyle and I got to take Jeff into the Pecos Wilderness. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was pretty memorable. Uh, it was, it was, we had a elk hunt that somebody, somebody didn't get to go on. Um, oh, shut up. <laughs> somebody drew it and didn't yeah. take it. Well, you know what? I had just started a new job. And, uh, Damn priorities. responsible people. Right, right. I have a guilty conscience. <laughs> um, Didn't want to ask for time off right away. So, but anyway, we we were going to scout for that, and we decided it'd be a good idea. And it was Kyle and myself, and um, my son, my oldest son Russell, and Jeff, and we. Um, I think that was probably the trip where, first off, Jeff fell in love with Kyle. <laughs> Who's to blame him? Right, and and then um, me and me and Jeff bonded quite well because I think it was the first time that he got to actually see us in our element, um, doing what we love to do, and uh, it was a really cool pack trip. 
We got to ride some really neat country. Um, wore my sons, wore my son out. Oh yeah. I mean, bad. First day he was like, "Man, I love this. This is great." And then second day we put on that one was, a yeah, hell of a ride. That, that we were a little over ambitious mm-hmm. in in our our route and yeah. probably put on twenty six ish miles. Yeah. Yeah, we did, and he was so wore, yeah, and he did not want to ride back out the next day. <laughs> but it was a great trip. It, yeah, was. it was. It was just a lot of fun. Saw some great country. Now that we were staying in a cabin then, but still, you know, it was you know a good pack trip. A lot of fun. See, but it's interesting what you like, what you remember though. Yeah, I remember vividly the the summer of camping, taking care of cows, or our hunt. That we went with, you know, I went on a couple of hunts with Dad when I was a kid. First one was he and Ty had tags mm-hmm. up near Chama, and that was, I think we've talked about that one before. Or we forgot the tent. Yeah. And so we had yeah. we had the poles, but we didn't have the tent. First hunting trip we ever been on up in Chama, and we, in a two wheel drive pickup, we had the poles, but we forgot the tent, and we made a tent out of blankets. We had a bunch of extra quilts and stuff right. that we'd taken. It was in Dad's camp box, and it snowed a foot that night. And yeah. we woke up to the blanket tent collapsed on us. <laughs> Barely made it out the next morning because, thankfully, that old Ford was a two-wheel drive, but it was a 1979 Ford, so it had some weight to it. Yeah. And we made it out. And I don't remember the rest of that trip. I remember that. Yeah. And I remember, you know, talking back about the the summer camping with the cows, I remember that, but... I remember going on a trip. My mom's dad, my granddad, loved fly fishing. And every year he, he it was just the it was just the guys. Mm-hmm. But he would take the he wanted to make it a tradition where he would take the grandkids fishing every every summer. And I think the first year we did it, we went to I think it was the Gila. He lived in Las Cruces, so it had to have been the Gila. Yeah. And we went down there, and we rented a cabin, and it was my dad and me and my twin brother and then my cousin Colt that year. And and he did another year where he took my older brother and my younger brother. Yeah. Anyways, I don't remember anything about that trip other than I went to jump in the stream once, and it was, you know, those, those... mountain streams where they are deeper than they actually look they're about mm-hmm. two feet wide but six feet deep and i yeah. jumped in the stream and i just totally disappeared <laughs> but that was uh my grandpa was a hardcore camper fly fisherman oh, yeah not yeah. camper fly fisherman and that was not not cool not no cool. Not, not cool acceptable. you don't jump in the creek when you you're fishing cr- so we didn't ever go on on that trip again and i don't i don't remember very much about that trip and it kind of makes me sad because i wish i had had a few more experiences that i remember with my granddad yeah and um because he was the only one alive at the time i never knew my dad's dad yeah um but it's kind of sad that way because i think the having the cabin you know it had all the amenities and stuff like that and then kind of having that experience or not remembering that kind of took away one of those experiences i wish i had yeah i don't i don't remember like large 
scale. Like I don't have the memory that these girls have. I don't remember large scale. Dana. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to uh, say. Dana remembers what she was wearing she was, when she was two years old. Right. Well, we, we we heard a story just the other night of the layout of the place where that she lived when she was two. Um, it was ridiculous. <laughs> she remembered the decor in the house, and it's like, come on, Dana. The mountains around right. it. Right. Um, Life was but good. I don't. I didn't have – I don't have – like, I don't remember specific campouts or anything like that, but I remember – specific things within a camp out you know like my I, I remember on one hunt and it was obviously a september elk hunt um we was up at elk camp and i remember come a rainstorm well, we had a big and you've you've stayed in it um the the big army wall tent yep. the canvas tent that i had um and we had the kitchen in it and, you know, a couple of four-wheelers parked under it and stuff. And it come a rainstorm. And we had like a 8 by 10 tarp strung up between some trees um, next to the fire. And 12 of, us, 12 of us are standing under that tarp. And I remember standing there thinking, we're a bunch of dumbasses. Why are we not in that big-ass tent over there <laughs> instead of standing here under, under the, the tent, tarp, under the, the tarp yeah. by the fire? But, you know, I, I remember little things like that. But... My most memorable campout, the one of my f- favorite campouts, is not camping with us. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good camp. It was a great, great camp campout. Camp um, no stress. It, it, it was it was really cool. And then um, it was right as Annie and I started dating. Yeah, just mm, before we just, just before just before we all started dating, and we were using camping and hunting and doing cool stuff to and draw to me out kind of to draw her, reel her back you know, in reel her back in yeah it was all part um, of dana's diabolical plan. yeah and that was a really fun camping Whoa. trip and another fun <laughs> camping trip that i had was me and dana um and our buddy Dedon and and his wife um when we went up to ride the coombers and, Col- and toltec out of chama and we camped was by um what's the name of that lake up there Elvato lake Elvato lake and we um, bought nine hundred dollars worth of snacks at the gas station. It was a, it was a great campout. And, and, but my favorite memory of that campout is so we woke up the morning. Is it was it the morning that we were going to ride the train or the morning after? Well, is this involving the phone call or okay. the Strawberry Hill? No, no, the Strawberry Hill. Okay. The phone that call was, was the day out. we the left. Day we were leaving. Okay, so I've heard the story enough. Yeah. So so anyway, we we woke up that morning and we were just piddling around, had some breakfast, and we told the girls. Y'all go up, take some showers, mm-hmm. and we'll tear down camp. And so they walked off to go up to the to the showers, and um, we were just camped right down by the lake. And I looked over in the cooler, and I was like, hey, there's a couple of bottles of Boone, Boone's Farm still here. And by the time the girls got done with their showers and got back, me and Dedon were firmly planted in our chairs at the bottom of those bottles. And... <laughs> Um, hey, having, girls. having a good old time. <laughs> and had not, not a lick of the camp. They hadn't no, taken a stake out of the ground. Single thing down. The only thing that we did is 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 empty a couple of bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your part, right? It was it was a very cool trip. It, everything about that trip too was was just very nonchalant, you know. But it was it was kind of the same thing, you know. We were we had a destination in mind. We were going to go up and ride the Coombers and Toltec, and 
rather than hotel it all the way, you know, we took our tents. Mm-hmm. Um, My dad and Uncle Brian took all of us kids on a camp out over to that area around Chama and all of that. And that was a super memorable trip. So Uncle Brian had his four kids. And there were only three of us at the time. Annie wasn't born yet. but I was a straggler. <laughs> he had this kind of like kind of looks like a skin-colored tan Ford pickup, late 80s model with a white camper on it. And that was it. It was just like fleet vehicle with a camper on it. And I remember we were all in the back of that stupid truck or in the back of the blue bus, as my cousin called it. And we had a ton of candy. I remember we were throwing boulders at a mouse that was frantically swimming across a pond. And it Vicious wasn't like bastards. it yeah. wasn't like stones. We were throwing, you know, like cinder block sized <laughs> boulders at this stupid thing and he was like crazy. And then I remember we found a cow out in the middle of the wilderness there, the forest area. It was just out there by itself. So we decided it'd be a good idea to chase that stupid cow. That poor thing probably ran about five hundred hundred calories off of it. <laughs> That's not very much. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot when you're a human being. Let's say a thousand. Anyways, and then on the way home, well, there was a lot that happened on that trip. But on the way home, we found the Tang, and we were sitting in the back of the Oh, pickup. you're bringing back the Tang. The Tang, <laughs> tang powder. Nice. So it was, it was still when it was like that paper foil can. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't oh, wow. the plastic one with yeah. the screw-on lid. Right. And so... You know how camping fingers look? They're kind of blackened. A little bit of grubby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter all how of much us... you wash with the soap, it's still got a little bit of dirt in And there. every kid just like stuck four fingers in their mouth and then dunked it in that can of tang powder <laughs> and just went back and forth. I, can, can you imagine our germaphobe wives doing that? No. I can't even picture that. I can imagine my kids doing yeah. that. I still do it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good trip. And then, of course, you know, we get home, and it was like we were lying on the floor in the living My uncle didn't have any carpet. It was just like these wood floors, and we were lying in there just like, oh, I'm never eating candy again. <laughs> Give me some more of that tang powder. <laughs> tang powder. That's amazing. Um, that was always part of the camping trip. You oh, the yeah. Powder. Twizzlers, yeah. tang. I, we had... Um, that strawberry quick. Yep. And the oh, aluminum. Yeah. Ours and wasn't the, strawberry. Ours and, was always chocolate. Yeah, we had my dad, st- that was my dad's drink. Strawberry quick in the aluminum with the, with the, you know, the tin lid, yep. you know, back in the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it was. My dad's, yeah, my dad's camp box may still have a tin deal of quick in it. I don't know. Yeah. And it was, it was spam sandwiches and monkey peters. Uh, <laughs> I ate a lot of Vienna sausages yeah, on camp uh, I'm glad that somebody here knew what the the monkey peters were. That's that's what uh, Uncle Lonnie called them was monkey peters. And so spam sandwiches and monkey peters. And Dad would always order. throw in some kind of disgusting survival type food too. You know, it's like the oh, last yeah. re- resort food, <laughs> like like a package of Braunschweiger. Or he'd be like, "Here, come and try this," you know. And you're like uh-huh. skeptical because it looks horrible and it smells horrible and it tastes horrible but yeah. i don't Whatever know i wanted. never thought i never thought that i would have would have loved spam but dad took me to cloudcroft one time for kind of a little camp out over halloween and 
he toasted some bread and grilled some spam, like seared some spam up so it was just caramelized on the outside and then put a little mm-hmm. mayo on the bread. Mm-hmm. And that was the most, del- and this was at like 5 a.m. in the morning, the most yeah. delicious meal, I, I meal I'd ever had. I could have handled spam if it was like that. But see, like when we grew up, we, we'd go hunting with Uncle Lonnie. And and it was usually like me and son and Uncle Lonnie, sometimes Jackie or sometimes a friend. We we didn't get fried spam. Uh, All right, we got yeah, we got fresh out we of got the can. fresh out of the can with that Sliced nasty ass can. jelly still <laughs> dribbling <laughs> off the bread. <laughs> That's terrible. But he also liked potted meat, so when you when your choices yeah. are spam or potted meat, now I'm going to take the jelly off the spam any day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fried spam is good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Make. I mean, it's salty. Well, it's pretty coming, much just ground ham. Coming yeah. back to to talking about what Annie was talking about, in in my opinion, and I, you know, it's personal opinion, but mm-hmm. most of the time it's because you're so tired and hungry. Uh huh. Anything yeah. tastes good. Yeah. But in my yeah. opinion, the two best meals, the two best tasting meals. It doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what you eat. Two best tasting meals are camp meals. And right after branding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard work well, will do I, that I to mean, you. I, l- I woke up at 4 a.m. on a morning out in the healer, right? Mm-hmm. And we're getting all the animals packed up again, whatever. I detest coffee. Unless it's like coffee ice cream, which barely has any coffee in it. But they had black coffee brewing that morning, and it was freezing cold. <laughs> like, the tips of my hair were frosted, and that coffee was delicious. <laughs> Everything's better. I've never you. gotten that hungry. <laughs> Everything. Well, and I've tried. There was a time when I was cold enough and hungry enough that coffee should have been good. Right. But even no. cream and, and sugar and he didn't brought, fix it. He brought, uh, Jeff brought chaffee. Remember oh. that? I brought chaffee. Yeah. You brought the chaffee? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was chaffee, Jeff. Man. No, Dad was no. impressed with it, though. All right. I thought it was Jeff that brought mm-hmm. it. No. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It it is unless you put in some sweet cream. Um, I love camp breakfast. That's I'm a breakfast fan. I love breakfast. It's my favorite meal of the day, Um, and especially when you can do it upright in camp. You know, camp breakfast is cool because you don't have anywhere to go. No. Yeah. You're just you're. Just preparing for whatever you want to yeah. do that day. Yeah, and so you got the time to go ahead and prepare a good, hearty, full breakfast. You know, I love cooking camp breakfast as much as I love eating it, especially when, like, the I like big cooking pa- it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't necessarily the, like the, cooking it alone. <laughs> the, the big fat camp out, though, is, is, is one in particular. I love Saturday morning camp breakfast at the big fat camp out. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you get a good hearty meal rather than just you know like you know we had great camp breakfast at our deer hunt yeah. out there in 2B um, you know steak and steak eggs times, times 12, 12. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's just something about it you know that just I don't know if it's just more peaceful or because you work up the appetite or what but there's just something about yeah. camp cooking that is that is good yeah. Um, I kind of like the improvised ones too, because sometimes you'll plan out a meal, and then you're like, ah, "It's just not the thing." And then you kind of like I should grab throw a little, some, a little of this and a little of that. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, or, and I think that's yeah, how. Yeah, exactly. So 
you're planning a big camp breakfast and you'd plan like eggs and and bacon and um, some French toast or some pancakes and you end up looking in the in the cooler and you've got a leftover package of brats and you're like yeah, brats, <laughs> brats go on. And, and that's one of the cool things that I like, like I was talking about, the big fat. One of the cool things about the big fat is, you know, we try and kind of plan our meals. Um, and we're, you know, we're going to get up and do breakfast and it's going to be, you know, bacon and eggs and hash browns and toast. And, and then, you know, Becky and Roger bring Show over up, some yeah. sausage. And, 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 the and, the and then Aunt Cherry comes over and she's like, well, I got some tortilla. And then before We're having you know, steak you and Allie brings beast, shrimp right? and mushrooms. Yeah. Though, right? yeah. It just, yeah. you know, you just kind of get all of that camp flavor from everybody bringing their stuff. And it just, man, it just makes such great meals. It does. And yeah. it makes great camaraderie, good, good, you know, companionship. It's I just, definitely it's so like much it fun. so much better when people gather Mm-hmm. All together around the big fat camp out rather than standing Going around their, their own, own little fire or yeah. staying in their yeah. own little it's, trailer. It's about it's, being together. It's yes. what I hate about it's it's the one thing that I hate about campers. Mm-hmm. I would not hate campers if it weren't for the fact that so many people tend to Camp trailers. Yeah. RVs, camp, camp trailers, trailers, RVs. Yeah. yeah. Um they they tend to go to their camper. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like the groups. I like the big groups. All of the family hanging around the campfire, hanging out together, um, being together, talking together, all of that stuff. I, that's what I like. The other thing I hate about campers is the dang generators at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but because I, you know, I don't even like music in camp. Yeah. I love music. I don't like music in camp. Because I just want to listen to nature. Yeah. I want to listen, listen to the to kids, the having, kids fun. having fun. Especially because I can hear them when they're 500 yards away down the canyon. It's just great. You yeah. know, I, I like that about it. So, okay. And I love I love taking the kids camping. and Especially like me and Dana. Our kids are at a great age for camping right now. And y'all will get there. But <laughs> I was going to say, it's a little tough for us. It right is. Now. It is. It's getting uh, better. We, we, yeah. We, yeah, we know. We dealt through it. We went through it. Um but it's great because you can just run them off. Yeah. You know, you can just get out of camp and then go explore and start finding themselves and start figuring out, you know, who they are and, and that they can do well, things on their own. It's also great right, right now because their kids are getting to the age they can watch our kids without yeah. us having to be there. Yeah. That is yes. the plus of y'all going second. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, um, that's kind of when we went on that big camp out when I was a kid to Chama. My cousin, I won't say your name, but you might know who you are. <laughs> if you even I toted that little girl around on my hip for the whole camp out, and she was probably no more than a year, a year and a half old, something like that. Yeah. And she had an explosion in her pampers. <laughs> Got all over my lotion, all over my sweatshirt, and I remember having to take it down to the lake and, you know, wash it out. But it was still stained. It was never the same. <laughs> it was like well, it was like having a mustard bottle explode. Yeah, <laughs> misery <laughs> bridge memory. It does. And now we got Maggie toting around Monty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, Remy and Monty. Yeah, yeah. Well, Remy's kind of clinging to Jackson these days. But yeah, she is. Yeah, or her um, uncle Rocky. Roddy, did you, did your family ever do like a national parks trip no. or anything like that? You guys, I did. had never we been. Did. 
I had never been to a single national park before I met Dana. We're going to hit up Glacier National Park, not summer of 2020, but summer of 2021. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yep. No, I'm looking well, forward to it. We're so we're going to do that. We might as well go wait. through Yellowstone on the way. We've yes. went, yeah. um, we've, uh, you know, now was, I've been to, huh? When was the first one you went to? Or which was the first one? Um, the first ones, the first national parks that I went to would have been with Kyle. Which when one? I went to Idaho. We went to Yellowstone, Grand Tetons. That's right. Yeah. And then we went to Estes this summer. And then we went to Estes this summer. Yeah. We actually have a pretty good chance to go to some really cool places. Because you guys want to do Utah this, this, this year, yeah, and there's arches and glacier and Moab, and there's Capitol Reef, there's uh, yeah. Bryce. I mean, I don't know if we can hit all of those, depending on how long you want the trip, but that's all there on the way. And then, like you said, Glacier National, we might as well hit Yellowstone. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, we went. We went. We saw some really cool stuff when we were in Idaho, and I'm not going to complain about that at all. That was that was but, a, that was a fun trip because it was it was like the trips that they went on. We yeah. didn't. We had a destination. The destination was back home. Yeah. But it was just camp along the way and see what you can and see. And very impromptu. Yeah. And And we kind of made. So we kind of made. When we did that trip, we I I kind of mapped us out a route, and what I tried to do is. I mean, I went, you know, you know me and, and my planning. I checked the amount of daylight that we had each day <laughs> and tried to be like, okay, we're going to fish for a couple of hours in the morning, fish for a couple of hours in the evening, and we have this much time to drive. So where will we be able to get to yeah. in that amount of time? Yep. And then, and then um, I would kind of map out a couple, two or three locations, you know, and then... We'd get to drive in and we'd be like, yeah, this is cool, but let's keep going. Or let's just stop right here for the rest of the time. And and we had some great places. We stayed in some great places. That day that we kayaked on that lake was one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, um, which one? Because we did two. We did the one in Idaho and then we did the one in Wyoming. The one in Wyoming was one of my favorites where we made biscuits and gravy. Um, Remember that? The one that we had to walk down to that dock... And it was just it was so quiet, yeah, and and misty. Yep. Mm. Um, Then we we kayaked back into that cove with all the lily pads. Yep. That one. Yeah. That's. I I, I think that was up by, that was up by. um, Northwest of. Why haven't we moved there yet? Yeah, it was it was up there. What the heck? Um, Priest River. It was up there north of Priest River. Oh, you're Uh, talking. You're talking northern Idaho. Yeah. I you're talking, absolutely love northern um, Idaho. Up by... Priest Lake? Um, Priest yep. Lake. It was up past Bonner's Ferry. Bonner's Ferry. Yes. Yep. The one up on Bonner's Ferry. Uh, and we saw the eagle. Yep. And um, we were catching a little smallmouth. Yep. Yeah. On, on fly rods. That's the one that that I loved that so much. Um, I wouldn't even call it. It was like a pond. Yeah, it, w- they it have, wasn't. They have actual lakes up there. Yeah, yeah, um, but it was it was just really cool. It was. It, the setting for that one was what I loved so it much um, because it was so peaceful, mm-hmm. so quiet, um, and like I said, the mist and that little cove was really cool. And um, we didn't kayak on any rivers, no, nope. because 
we're not experts and there were some crazy rivers going on right <laughs> up there um but we did fly fish some rivers we, we got did. out there and waded some rivers and that'll teach you a thing or two yeah <laughs> see we're from new mexico there's, where there's no water <laughs> yeah yeah because there's some power yeah um those rivers are mighty powerful it was it was i was a little bit scared when i got out in the middle of that river yep because there was you either had to go on or you had to come back yeah i don't know if i want to hear that <laughs> It, it, no, it's they're powerful. It's powerful. It's humbling, yeah. is what it is. It's humbling because I know that both Kyle and I we we think of ourselves as men and pretty salty men. Yeah. And those rivers will humble you. That yeah. river in particular that we were in. That was the upper. It was. Well, I guess I didn't. The upper snake. You didn't tell me that did you not. got scared. Uh, so I, well, I, don't, I don't think I told Rodney. I don't know that. I, I mean, I don't know that I'd call it scared. Well, you but know what I mean. it gets to the point to where you're like, okay, I need to focus. Yeah. And yeah. I need to make sure. Not it, not scared it, that I was going to die. I was I was scared because I kind of got out there thinking, oh, I'm going to wade across here. I'm going to hit this hole. I got in the, out in the middle, and that's so powerful, you feel like it's going to sweep your legs, which I could have swum to the side. I mean, it's deep enough you, you can swim. Yeah. But... I knew if that, you know, I knew it was going to be a bad day if I lost my footing. And that's what, that's what I was like, yeah. crap, I've really got to focus here. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's what I think it did. Place it, your foot it, right. It puts you into um, focus mode to where you're, you're paying attention to everything, everything, all your steps. And, and it makes you think, okay, if this goes south, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I know that that about I was about it's the same not, way. It's not about, like it's not like wading across the yeah, Stone River. About halfway across there, I was thinking the same thing. Okay, this is pretty salty. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty strong river. I don't I don't think I was prepared for this. Um, so now, uh, you know, I had to stop and think. Okay, what's going to happen if I lose a footing? What am I going to do? And so, you know, I checked my straps on my waders. And I'm like, all right, this is what's going to happen. I'm coming out of my dang waders, and I'm swimming to the side. Ditching the pole, ditching the waders, getting the hell out. Yeah. You know, because life is more important than my gear. But you, you you did have to go ahead and stop and think about that. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it is a tough running river. You know, he's up there in the spring, and, and there's a lot of thaw. And so those rivers are running pretty good. Yeah. But, that again, one of that was probably – the first trip where I we just camped along the way without a, a definite mm-hmm. plan, yeah, which was fun. Do, doing it again and and knowing where stuff is, mm-hmm. there's some places I would stay a couple of days. Yes, because we were yeah. camping and going, camping and going, camping and going, just trying to look at the yeah. country, which was really cool. Yeah, wouldn't trade that. But I definitely doing take it an extra again, week. We'd take an extra week and stay a couple places because there was some yep. neat stuff we sh- could have. And we seen. had we had some other obligations along the way, and I think we've definitely changed that. At, um, you know, um, and and just grab some people to go with us, yeah. Rather than you know staying in some towns and stuff, but but um, so so cool. Yeah. Uh, it was just a really it, it it did it made me think of Dana a lot and the stories that she told about about their camping trips and just camping yeah. along the side of the road and you know because we did that and funny. all we had was that that tent that you guys have now the four wall mm-hmm. teepee and a coleman that dad would put on the tailgate 
yeah. and a cooler. Yeah, and that's and that's and a lot. We had some bedding. That's a lot of. But lot. we tended to camp mostly in the summertime, so we didn't need yeah a crap ton of bedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I really. We went on several good campouts to the Gila. After we moved away from there, we went back to camp. And we always p- camped out along Little Turkey Creek. And one year we went with my friend Katie and her family when we were, she and I were about 15. And then we went again the next year. And I remember the first year we went. It was like, I think it was turkey season, so it was April. And you know how April is. It can be really hot, and it Mm -hmm. can be really cold. So we got over there, and it was super hot (laughs) one day, and then it was like snowing the next day. Yep. And we had, at that time, we didn't have great camping gear. Dad had worked at the missile range, and he rented, you know how you can rent camping gear and travel gear from the government? So he had rented a pop-up camper, and we were so cold. Katie's family were like expert campers they had probably a 20 by 30 wall tent with a dining table and <laughs> twin beds for all the kids you know cots and then double bed for mom and dad and a wood stove and you know they had this little camp trailer it was just like i don't know it was probably four by four and then four feet high with the little walls they had built and it was like they just slid this piece of plywood out and all their gear was in there it was small you probably could have towed it with a four-cylinder car and all their gear was in there, and, you know, we're over there freezing in that stupid pop-up camper, and I know Dad knew how to camp better than that, but we just didn't have the gear. It was like you guys yeah. with your quilts, yeah. you know? And we're just, like, watching them because <laughs> they were like this well-oiled machine. <laughs> it was like in the cartoon when you're blue and cold uh-huh. and shivering and you're looking at the, and the I, family inside their warm house right. eating a hot turkey fresh out of the oven yeah. and they're in this golden light. And Katie and I remember we walked up the creek bed at Little Turkey Creek for I don't know how far. You know, when you're a kid, you think, man, we walked like 12 miles. It was probably half a yards. mile. <laughs> but... We found some cool spots there in the creek, and we never even walked on the dry land. We just walked up the creek because the water was crystal clear, and then we spent a lot of time in the Gila River just, like, walking around down in there. And I remember we got so cold, you know, you'd start to shiver, and your teeth chatter, and you can't stop it even if you try and hold your jaw still. (laughs) And, you know, there were, like, trees that had washed over, and we were walking across those, like, bridges and stuff. So the next year when we went for turkey season, we were super excited because we're like, yeah, we're going to go back to that spot, and we're going to go over to that one dead tree, blah, 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 and hang out over there because there was pretty good, pretty good, you know, like, swimming hole that had formed there, and it had flooded over the late part of the summer, and it had completely cleared it out changed the incomplete layout of the river all the trees were gone just you know it was just completely rearranged and we were like what the heck that's like that's what happens it floods it changes yeah Mm -hmm. you get new trees laying there so kind of coming back to the idea about this this podcast talking about you know you guys on the road all you had was a tent and a coleman i think i get my i got my set of good camp from my dad yeah mm-hmm. when I, I remember a couple of camping trips that we did when we were kids where our cousins came 
with us. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. We were a well-oiled mach- machine. My dad had a six-man tent, and we had it all set up to where we would sleep here, and this was our kitchen, and this was our all, all that stuff. And then, you know, our cousins were bringing out these, well, not at the time, not Walmart, but, you know, the, yeah. cheapo. the cheapo tents. And they'd get out, out, of, out of the tent in the morning, and you could tell they had a horrible night. Mm-hmm. But um, that's I think that's where I get it because, you know, he had had a camp box and that camp box had everything in it mm-hmm. that camp box went in the back of the truck and then behind the camp box went the chuck box yep and when you got to camp chuck box came out went on the ground camp box came out you get the tent you get this you set everything up anything that you weren't using went back in the camp box stayed in the bed of the pickup and then the chuck box went on a table or on on the tailgate of the pickup yep and that was your kitchen. Everything was right there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, I know that, that, that our... that's kind of what led to me first getting the little camp trailer, camp trailer yeah. that I had and then upgrading to what I, what I have now. And I still want to upgrade a little bit more, but was trying to kind of emulate that on a, so that more so that I could, have everything in one place because I always hated trying to find stuff when I wanted to go camping. Yeah, and that that was the original idea on my camp trailer was it'll all be right there. I can hook up and we can go. I'm I feel fa- like we're farther ahead than our parents were because I think so, yeah. they actually passed some of their gear down to us because you know how it is. It's expensive for some of the stuff mm-hmm. and it takes time to gather. Good it. Stuff. One it. You have to kind of save and plan for it, budget for it. And then also there are certain things that you're not going to know you need until you've camped up one or yeah. two times. And then you're like, all right, I know what we need for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and so dad gave us, the, well, we ended up buying it from him, but he loaned it to us. And we're like, dad, can we buy that tent? And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. I know that our camps sound kind of minimal, minimal a little, when I say, oh, it was just a tent and a Coleman and a cooler. But... I don't ever remember feeling deprived or uncomfortable. No. It seems like Dad had that down to a science. There was maybe one night where we had to sleep in the pickup because we were kind of trapped out in the middle of nowhere. But other than that, and I think it was pretty well-oiled. He, he, he was a well-oiled yeah. machine. <laughs> and I think that speaks to the adventure of it, though. Yeah. yeah. not Because not, I know that a lot of us... Us here at the table, for sure, we like the adventure of it. We like... I, I don't like working. <laughs> right? I work but, to go camping. Right? Yeah. But working in camp is enjoyable. It is. Yeah. It, it, it just... It is. And mm-hmm. it, the hardest part of it is tearing down to go home. And I think a lot of that is because you have to go home. Yeah. And we don't want to. We know we know that at that point we're saying goodbye to y'all. Mm-hmm. And we're loading up and we're going home and we're going to be in a house instead of camp. And we love camp. And a lot of it is the actual tearing down of camp. It's a lot of work, especially our camps. We set, we've talked about it a million it's times. Very we set a big, heavy, hard camp. But the once it's we... up, we're set. Yeah, we're comfortable. We're comfortable. We, we could way... stay there. For... Yeah, that's we could what stay I feel there. Like. Especially if we had a garden we could really right? stay there indefinitely yeah <laughs> that's the way i feel it's like once we get it set up it just feels like we could just yeah. stay 
Yeah. I Might mean, as well. The, the, the big fat you is know, a freaking homestead. When it gets yeah, the exactly. The big fat is a homestead. You know yeah. what our camp looks like? You know those old pictures from like 1910? And it's like those old jalopy, or 1920, those old jalopy cars. <laughs> and they've got like stuff tied on the side. Those yeah. little step side Model Ts mm-hmm. and like... Everybody's standing in a line. They've got the cars kind of like in a U shape, and yeah, and it's like quilts and stuff draped for dividers between <laughs> the camp areas, and that's what we look like when we camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I think it's kind classic of what we, camping. Kind of, yeah, it's it's classic camping. It's kind of what we take pride in. You know, I feel like he, we we there. Let's say our trip to Grand Mesa. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of miserable. It was miserable. <laughs> it was. Um, but that was... That was going to be miserable without the kids. Yes. That was yeah. a miserable... But you can't... You can't get around... You can't get around Yeah. But what, what was interesting to me was... On the way up, we did the kind of same thing, camped along the way. And we didn't set our full camp. But we still set a comfortable camp... Mm-hmm. Like at Gunnison. When we mm-hmm. stayed we there, stopped, I loved that. Yeah. And we yeah. set a comfortable camp. What Simple was, what kitchen was, What was funny to me tent. was there was people around us that kind of showed up at the same time that we did. Yeah. And while they were set up quicker than we were, once we got set up, it was good. Yeah. And you could tell they were miserable when the rain came in. Mm-hmm. And we were over there under a canopy cooking in the kitchen and, and doing everything. And, and that's, I think, the biggest difference with us is it takes a little bit more for us to set up. Mm-hmm. But it's comfortable once you get it done. You, you know what I like about that trip? Yeah. To this day, Maggie talks about tiger trout. She's never stopped talking about tiger trout because we caught that one tiger trout out of that lake yeah. fly fishing. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about here. That's that's the whole purpose of all of Miserable it, those, trip. Those memories. memories. Miserable trip, but one or two few one thing, highlights. One, one thing. Yeah. That tiger trout. Mm-hmm. And Maggie has talked about wanting to catch more tiger trout so she can eat them. And she's been talking about it since that trip. And that's what it's about. She's not going to talk about. I mean, I mean, the other, you know the other thing, cool thing about that trip mm-hmm. was we enlisted a new. It's almost like hunt it forward. Mm-hmm. We enlisted a new um, recruit for camping. Mm-hmm. You remember my buddy Pete? Mm-hmm. Does he camp now? Yes. <laughs> he saw how we did it. He's like, "Holy crap! Mm-hmm. This is really? amazing." Yeah, well, I don't know how much he camps, but mm. he wanted to get into it yeah. more. Huh. Yep. Because he saw how we did it. Every other camping trip he'd ever had was miserable. Yeah. He saw how we did it. And while it wasn't the best trip, <laughs> it was the most comfortable trip he'd ever had. Yeah. Which well, is that's, hard, and to, that's hard to imagine, because, right? Yeah, because that was a rough that was one trip. Of our less, yeah. yeah. But, and, and just I for just for just for explaining to our listeners, the main the, the main thing that was miserable for Annie was their little bitty kids. Yeah. <laughs> I had she was three barely three months old. I had Remy, a three month yeah, old Remy. baby, and it was cold and it was wet. wet. It was it, like being stuck in a slippery, muddy jungle. It yeah. was mm-hmm. it was cold. wet. The entire we had picked time a we bad spot to camp well, out to. It was we didn't very have, shaded. We didn't have a much, we didn't have much choice because we didn't know. 
Yeah. After driving around, we found a lot of really cool places we could have camped. Yeah. But we were but too we were deep on a in sh- it. We yeah. were too deep in it. We were on a short time period. Mm-hmm. There was no. We were there for two nights. There was no reason for us to pick up camp and go to those places. That was a long yeah. haul. I basically for that. had to huddle up in the sleeping bag with the baby to keep her warm. Yeah. But it was. I mean, it was. We cold. couldn't find any. We dry couldn't find any dry firewood. I mean, yeah. we, we had stuff to burn, but it was very pithy and and um. Just it was just everything was wet. Everything yeah. was wet. I mean, you you your entire body was wet two seconds after you got out of the mm-hmm. tent, and then you brought it into the tent. Everything was moist, and it, it was just moist. a very very wet <laughs> trip. <laughs> Did you all hear so, that? Um, I could do but it, it again. But it was still still like you said. Even trip. even as bad as it highlights. was, there was there. I have kids that come away with these great memories. Yeah. And that and is And they're not going to remember being wet and cold. No. They're going to remember playing with, you know, Megan and Haley yep. playing together down at the stream. and yep. Poking fungus fish. with a stick. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that, you know, and that was another thing, too. Not, not only was it raining the entire time, but there's just water everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, there's creeks and lakes and just water everywhere, streams and, and um, springs and just wet, wet, wet country. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. There, there was other places that we could have camped, um, and that. But like I said you got you, tiger trap. So <laughs> what's what's the takeaway? What traditions do you want to instill in your kids' camping memories? Family. That's it. Family. Good time with family. That's why we do it. Um, we. I mean, aside from loving to camp, I mean, literally, what, what's the saying? You spend thousands of dollars to live like a hobo. <laughs> um, accurate. It, it is accurate, and it, it's quite often sort of miserable. It's hard work, but you're there with your loved ones. I mean, we, when we go camping, we go camping with you guys. Yeah. And we love to get together, to be with family. You get to sit around the campfire and talk and chat hang out cook wonderful breakfasts um and and just like you said scientists in the kitchen (laughs) it's it's not you're right it's not great to just go cook breakfast by yourself no but when we're camping me and you cook together yeah and that's great time yeah that's that's what it's about is is being with your family loving your family having weird noises come from the suitcase behind (laughs) you (laughs) Um, that's that's what i want is for my family to to do that, I want my family to want to do that with their family. I want my kids to grow up and want to camp with their kids, and I want to be able to camp with my grandkids. That's what I want. And I think, I think, I take you guys, your family, as an example. I want my kids to grow up with memories of, hey, not not only just camping, but we went and saw these cool places. Mm-hmm. I can say I've been to Glacier National. I've never been there. But I want to go, and I want to take my kids. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to be able to say they've been in Glacier National mm-hmm. Park, Yellowstone, yeah. um, the Redwoods, the Redwoods, whatever it is. Yeah. That that's what I want. I would rather them have those memories than I want a high school championship. Yeah, mm-hmm. personally. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Plus, Family. you're going to learn skills while you're camping. That, that you yeah. can't learn on the field. You can't learn, learn on the field. The field. I mean, and again, we're not knocking court. competitive sports. This is our preference. I am. 
I'm sorry. I'm gonna stand with Annie. Um, um, camping is my preference. I, I know uh, yeah. that, but what I'm yeah. saying is, y- your choice or what your kids yeah. want to do is, is up to you guys. But for us, yeah. that to me, that is more meaningful. Yeah. Than yelling at your kid from the sideline. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And that's uh, well, I know that there can be a different experience from that. That is most commonly what I've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. That's well, you know, we were not a wealthy family Mm-mm. at all, but we got to see a lot of country. And I think Annie and I were talking about this the other day. How we met a girl who was like 25, and she had never been any farther than 100 miles from her house. So you know. <sighs> She I can't had been, even She lives in a small yeah. town, and she had been to the largest town within 100 miles, and that was as far as she'd ever been. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. I've been to Wisconsin, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas. I've been Kansas. everywhere, man. Exactly. I've been everywhere. Well, I've been, like, <laughs> you know, split the country from, like, Nebraska and Texas, and I've been everywhere west of that. Exactly. Well, I would like to explore the other side a little bit. Yeah, but we've... <laughs> We've seen, I think I've seen like 32 states or something yeah. like yeah. that. Well, I, and, so, and it never so even guys, occurred to me that that's odd. No, no it never occurred it, to me that it was it odd. It's odd. Maybe and, not odd, but... but not as commonplace. Un, not as common. Yeah. 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 Not common. Um, you guys always complain about Rodney and I and how we talk in movie quotes. Um, there's a great movie I like called the good old boys it's not well known it's got uh, tommy lee jones it. in it um but there's something he says in that movie that kind of rings true here in in talking about where you went and what you saw and tommy lee jones is coming back to family and he meets a, a guy there who's the banker and the guy asks him what he's been doing he's and he says i've been to canada and i've been down to, i rode to canada and been back down to mexico and the banker asks him, um, well, you've seen all that country. Do you own any of it? And he says, the character says, well, in a way, I own all of it. Uh-huh. And the banker says, I don't understand that. And that just rings true to me. In a way, mm-hmm. when you see that new country, when you get to experience it. It's part of you. It's part of you. You own a little bit of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, it and I think that's just, to me, that's Again, the legacy I would like to pass on to my You guys it's know over that, that next tale. That Pat Green song, um, I can't even, I think it's on the album like Three Days or something, but one of the lines in the song is, I've got a little threadbare gypsy soul. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's dad. And I have it too because I just, you know, if I'd, if I didn't have much, seeing all that stuff, you know, would be awesome. Yeah, well. Well, and we didn't, and it was, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have. Well, as mom, bad and a some, as, mom and dad always kind of. Mom and dad always kind of have this but. motto of "we're just passing through." You know, exactly. this life is temporary. So, I think that was him. He was so fascinated by the the world and all it had to offer that he just wanted to see as much as he could, even Absolutely. if he had to do it in a poor man's way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and that's fine with me. Yeah. If I had to walk, <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. More to more to life than 
I guess you could say there's um, other riches than money. Right. And I was just thinking, well, I think about this often. When I camp, when I don't really have, it's the only time I lose track of time, and that's my favorite time. Yes. Because I don't. No responsibilities. You get to disconnect. Yeah. yeah. I don't like living by the clock, but I am one of those people who likes to show up on time. And all of that you for know, your responsibilities. For my responsibilities. So when I, but I, it's not my preference. So when I get a chance to let go of that, camping is where it's at. Gone, baby. <laughs> Solid. Gone. 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 <laughs> That's right. Looking yeah. forward to it. Looking forward to it. Some... 2020, I want to do a bunch more camping. Yeah. Yes. I think. You know, and that's the hard part, though. You look at it and. If, if you're lucky to get one one trip a month for a six-month period, that's six trips. Yeah. You know, so it's mm-hmm. tough. So, so, so taking two weeks, two and a half weeks, uh, and going and doing some solid, serious camping. Solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that you, you can cram several camping trips into one. Um, because, like you said, we you go and camp for a couple of days in in each place, mm-hmm. uh, and get to see a lot of country and do a lot of trips. And yep. uh, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And if at first you don't succeed at camping, try again. Yeah, try again. because yeah. you're gonna learn. But from don't it. do it the exact same as you did learn the last. It. Learn time. from it. Right. We've that. That's something that me and Kyle. we really enjoy is a new trick mm-hmm. every time we camp right a slicker, we, way, we, a slicker way to do something yeah just, and it just makes you feel so good yeah we we always come up with something new and that in itself is a joyful part of camping because when kyle runs in check it out <laughs> you know and he shows us this new cool thing that we did you know and that's our new cool thing for the trip um it, it's just fun, the excitement on his face, and you know that. Oh yeah, that's going to be great. And um, then, of course, next year, the next camp, it's just like that's normal. What do we got? That's new. Yeah, <laughs> it's just another cog in the well oil machine. Right, right. Yeah. The Viking beds. That's Viking that's beds. what I'm looking forward in. to. Getting the Viking beds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the bed rolls are cool. Bed I like the bed rolls, the the cots and all, but. Looking forward to the Viking bed. It's just one more thing for us to have to set up and haul around, but <laughs> so be comfortable it. camp. Another comfortable camp. level of comfort, right? If we can make it, and we don't have a hard problem, a hard time getting you girls interested in going or or wanting to go. But the more comfortable we can make it for y'all, the easier but, camp life. You know, is. you say that, but I also appreciate the simplicity of. Our camp well, yeah. trips that we had growing up. You know, and that's so that's something too that, you know, maybe some people don't understand, but there's a difference. So, like the Viking Ped, yeah, that'd be great for the big fat. Because we're going to be in one for spot for a week. Yeah. And that would be great. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you want to take on your two week trip. 
where you're tearing, camping it, a night here, a night, a night there. there. Yeah. yeah, two nights that's here. A, that's, 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 a, that's and a we did. That's we a did. Or a pad. We didn't mm-hmm. camp out in the wilderness. We camped at a lot of campgrounds where they had amenities like yeah. showers and Some washing machines. Water. And and you need that. You need that from time to time. You know, we we. Uh, Not every night. On our Idaho trip, we kind of we kind of scheduled that to where we, you know, we were like, okay, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get a shower in Salt Lake. Yeah. You know, so we know that. Yeah. Um, But we're also driving in the truck together a lot, and we don't want to be that bad. So, so you. I just wanted to mention it because we talk about how much we love camping out and away from people. But when you're doing it in that context, you have to compromise a little. Yeah. 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 Well, the big fat, you know, the big fat's cool because we set up a shower. Yeah. So you can shower every other day. Yeah. Um, we we dig a shitter. Yeah. And so everybody's got a go, place to go to the bathroom, and you don't have landmines Everywhere. all over the place. Because especially when you've got you know you, you've got twenty people or so, and yeah. granted, at that time you know we're like yeah we want the families to come. So if you're only going to come with your camper, bring it. Yeah. Um, but you know, and so a lot of them go to the bathroom in their in their campers. But but we dig we dig a hole and put a Lime, uh, lime in it with, you know, Jeff made. Latrine. Jeff made. Uh, he took the bottom out of a porta potty, <laughs> put a toilet seat on it, and um, we we <laughs> slap it over a hole and put a, a shower tin over it. And, you know, you know, so, set some toilet paper rolls and some yeah, little butt wipes to uh, the side. There. A little bag of lime <laughs> with the with the scooper in it, and you know. Um, but it saves the landmines because that's something you don't want with 20, 30 people in camp. And it really doesn't stay so, too bad. No, no, it's not bad at all. Um, you know, but again, when we set a big camp like that, we, we break out with the wall tent. We get a 16 by 32 army wall tent. Um, and we have our own tents that we sleep in. And then we have the shower. We have the bathroom. We have all of that stuff at the big camp. Yeah. yeah. The smaller camps, we don't go that crazy. But... You know, the Viking beds would be great for the big fat. fat. Not so great yeah. for not long trip. Yeah. But if we're going to stay two or three days in one location, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on how far you're going. You know, if you're going local, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, but if you're going on long trips, well, you know, you want to kind of pare down. When we went to Glacier National Park, we made it all the way up to Canada, didn't we? Yeah, but we only... We only stopped in like Eureka, Montana, and then oh, we walked across right. the international border, and kind of went in this gift shop, and then went back. We took a picture in front of the sign and went back because nobody had a passport. Yeah, but they'd let you do that much. So yeah. then we just went back, and we were up around Libby and Kalispell, and um, we camped at a campground that was on the edge of this lake. And the lake wasn't that deep, but it was crystal clear and cold. Oh my gosh! Eyes. Yeah. You know how it is. I remember that. And um, then we went up there to Glacier National Park, and it was funny because, you know, if you've ever been to a campground or, you know, you've dealt with kind of like outside water lines, you, you'll you see those things that have kind of like a little C-shaped handle on them, and you just lift it up, and the water starts spraying out of it. And <laughs> there was a lady up there at Glacier, and she... <laughs> Apparently thought it was a water pump. She didn't recognize the difference between a water pump, which is the long handle, and the little <laughs> C-shaped handle that you just flipped up. So she's over there pumping that little C handle like crazy, <laughs> and nothing's coming out. <laughs> and, and we're 
we're just standing there watching. And then, and I don't know if she saw us, but dad goes over there and he's like, hey, watch this. And he gets this weird stance and he starts pumping on that water <laughs> water handle, making fun of her. But we even have a picture on. of it. Was this the time? This was the same trip that we stopped at Old Faithful, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, that was funny. So we stopped at Old Faithful and, you know, it only goes off, what, every 45 minutes or something? And I guess that the force with which it comes out of the ground varies. Is unpredictable. It's unpredictable. <laughs> and so, you know, we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and this thing, like, oozed up out of the earth and then just kind of, like, fizzled out. It yeah. was not explosive like you imagine from the stories you hear. And Annie, let's see, that was in 2002, so you would have been nine. Right, She's like, yeah. is that it? <laughs> <laughs> and you know the most memorable thing from that whole deal was of course it's yellowstone so it's crowded mcdonald's sells hamburger meals for like 27 dollars a pop and this is already 17 years ago yeah 18 years ago and it's crowded and there was a guy there with one heck of a comb over oh my i mean gosh. he had this portion of his hair where it we don't that judge he had much, to grow just, out. Just, you know. <laughs> he was, was probably twelve inches long, and it was windy out, and the wind caught it. And because of this gel or whatever he had, this thing just stuck straight up from the side <laughs> of it, his head. It looked like a rooster with a comb on top of his head. Uh, it was amazing. Around. And so we thought that was more impressive than the geyser. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the mood we were in. I Whoever guess. you were, you made that trip. <laughs> That that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. Is it over? No. Are we still recording? We are. I'm rambling and rambling. That's the fun part about no. this podcast is it's it's camp stories. It's camp stories. It's, that's the what rambling we're doing. is what makes it fun because right. you get these really interesting memories or fun memories. One time we went to the Brazos up around Taos. <laughs> you go down the gorge. I don't know. I might have this wrong. So if you guys know the geography better than I do, I'm sorry if I mess it up. But anyway. If you guys know the geology better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you hike down the gorge and it's one of those switchback trails. And I think altogether it's like three miles, even though you're going you know, maybe 200 feet from the top to the bottom or whatever it is. But anyway, it was like 98 degrees. We get down there. Nobody brought enough water. It was all of us kids. And on the way back up, it was like you'd walk 20 feet, stop, take a break, <laughs> and walk, you know, walk another 20 feet, whatever. And somewhere along the way, one of the kids, not me, I think it was either Allie it was Allie and Patrick, maybe. Somebody found a sock and thought that it was like oh, their no. brother's sock. <laughs> so he picks it up. And he's toting this stupid, like, nasty Fruit of the Loom sock up the trail with him. And he guess he was so sweaty, he started wiping his oh. face with it. <laughs> and then... Sorry, Pat. <laughs> and then Allie's like, where'd you get that sock? <laughs> And Pat's like, I don't know. Allie, if you're listening, I probably got it all wrong, but it's something along these lines. And he's like, well, I think it's Patrick, or I think it's Curtis's sock. And Curtis is like, no, it's not my sock. <laughs> and then after we counted everybody's socks, and it was nobody's sock that was in our family. And so we're like, oh, my gosh, you're going to get some kind of a disease. So, so, so. <laughs> knowing Curtis, 
as I do. He was pulling his pant leg down, covering his one bare foot. <laughs> it's not my sock. It's not my sock. <laughs> what was it? Oh, Curtis and his wife were telling this story about how they went on a kayaking or canoeing trip. In, oh, I totally in got the, that wrong. I was thinking Curtis, but I'm not thinking Curtis. You I'm were thinking Curtis Owen Wilson. Cameron. Yeah, I'm thinking of Cameron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Curtis and Sarah said they went to the um, Boundary Waters in Minnesota, and they were. It was like they had their backpacking gear and canoes, and they had to like. You know, there was a lot where they were hiking across bog type stuff, and then they'd paddle across a little bit of water, and then they'd have to tote the canoe. That sounds and like entirely too much work. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sarah said it was absolutely miserable. And so she said the whole time she was thinking to herself, I'm going to have to break up with this guy when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> and Curtis was, well, they just told us this story when we were there a couple months ago, and Curtis was like, oh, I wanted to hit her with a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> true if you decide See, to go now camping, they're married <laughs> they are they've it's been, been together they've been, forever too. they've been together for 22 years and i just love them anyways um it's true when you're camping sometimes you want to hit your spouse with a paddle oh, yeah. <laughs> well it, that's, that's that's what happened to us when we were trying to fold the damn tent um and i'm like i'm the origami expert you leave this to me He's like, yeah. no, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually said, Kyle, that. give me that paddle. <laughs> and you're a dumbass. You're, you, you're, you're good. You fold the tent right. <laughs> but I, this is, right, I guess this according is according to her or <laughs> according to you. Oh, I do a good she, job. She folds it correctly. But this is what I have to say. Like, we used to bicker a lot when we packed the tent up. You guys may have found this as well. But now, like, we don't even have to talk because everybody knows their place. It's all, it's all about knowing your place. <laughs> and if you're not talking, you're not bickering. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And if you just know your job, you know, and I found that at my actual job, too. You know, I worked with this one lady for 15 years, and we barely have to talk, and it's like we just know. It makes work so much easier. Well, it's, it's, it's exactly what we were talking about earlier about, you know, getting better at camping. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You know, you get, you get, Kyle and Dedon and I hunt well together because we each have our own niche, mm -hmm. right? I cook. Dedon does, does the dishes. does the dishes. <laughs> and I get up in the morning and start the fire. He gets up in the morning and starts fire and does all the driving. Of course, Dedon does the dishes. You know, that's sorry, it's, it's it's just the way it goes. And none of us have a problem with our job, right? You know, it's it's you know our deer hunt every morning was a well oiled hunt. Kyle got up, he stoked the fire, he lit the fire in the changing tent, lit the the heater in the changing tent. When it warmed up, I would get up and get breakfast going. When breakfast was ready, Kyle and Dedon would get back out of bed and eat. And while we started getting ready, Dedon done the dishes mm -hmm. I, it, every morning. Nobody complained. Nobody had any problems. Nobody was yelling at the other person for not pulling their weight or anything like that. And as you do this more and more often, you you learn your niche. You learn, mm -hmm. you know, how to work well with with your fellow campers. I mean, it's a, and it's get a good it example. Right. I don't touch the kitchen. Hmm. You, you, whenever we get there, I pull out everything and I set it, and then you guys, you guys put everything where you want it, and then whenever we're ready to pack up, while we're 
breaking tents down, you guys pack up the kitchen, and then I, I pack up the tent mm-hmm. and the poles. But it's true, because Annie and I will be in the kitchen doing stuff, and typically I'm the one that's, like, sipping on some sort of tasty beverage, <laughs> just Boone's keeping Farm. the cook company. <laughs> You've graduated but, from Boone's Farm? You know, somebody will say, oh, you'll be thinking to yourself, oh, I need water. And then miraculously, Kyle appears with water. I mean, it's like the wedding at Cana or something. It's, it's the way it works. You know, just... And it's, it, so we talk about, you know, it's a big setup. We get everything done and everything ready, and then everything else is relaxing. There's still maintenance. You know, like you said, you still got to get water. You still got to fix little things here, sweep there. You know, you're always doing a little Stoke bit of something. Fire. but yeah. It's just so comforting because there's never in that scenario. It's not. It's not like, you know, who didn't shut the door on the shower? Well, who it's, didn't lift the like, toilet? It's lid. like Dana it's, said. You're, you don't you, have any of that. You don't stuff have the time constraints. Mm-mm. You're you're living to live, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so all you have to do once you get it set up is maintain. Oh, hey. We're going to have a fire tonight, and we need to make sure that we got some firewood split. And usually yeah. we have that all done, and so it's just, okay, I'm going to start the fire whenever we decide to start the fire. Or we need to light light the stove and, and get something cooking. Mm-hmm. And so it's just living to live. Mm-hmm. There's a rhythm to it yeah. rather yeah. than a time clock. Ra- rather than an ur- urgency. Uh-huh. You, you wake up when you... Ready to wake up? Mm-hmm. You go to you, bed when you're ready to go to bed? You eat when you're hungry, you not because hungry. it's 12 o'clock? Right. Exactly. You you take a nap whenever the downhill you want to, and mm-hmm. I take a nap every day. Yeah, every when day. I'm camping. Sometimes you wake up and there's snow all over you. Yeah. <laughs> and you break down camp really fast. <laughs> because yeah. you don't know if you're going to get an inch that will melt off by the morning, or if you're going to get a foot and a half that will take... A week before you can get out of there. Yeah, which <laughs> wouldn't have been a problem except for the two-wheel drive. Which is going to be alleviated real quick. Yeah. But that's that. I think that's that's the that to, to me that the camp the camping is so much fun because of that. Again, uh-huh. like like Dana said, besides just getting to go see stuff and be uh-huh. out in nature, you, you just you're just living to live. You don't you don't have the issues that you have when you're at home. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to the camping this mm-hmm. coming year. I want to know, we're getting close to wrapping it up, and I just want to know uh, from each of you, it could be a place that you've been, a place that you've never been. Where, what's the one place that you want to go camping? Yeah, write in it future? in the comments or send us a message. No, I'm asking you. Oh, me? Doofus. <laughs> But still, we would and like to know. Yeah, like, and the people, you guys. from yeah. the people, like, yeah. listeners. Name the give, place. Give us some suggestions. Yeah, if, if yeah, seriously. Because yeah. there are always those gems out there that you might never but, know unless a friend told you. That's right. But but where? So starting with you, Dana, we'll go around the table. Where where is one place that you've been before, or that you a place that you've never been that you want to go? Okay, <laughs> this is hard because. Okay, I always enjoy camping in the Gila. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved Glacier National Park. And off the top of my head, I can't think of where I want to go right now. We'll come back. Kyle? <laughs> um, there's so many places I haven't been. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a hard one. But... 
I would like to go back to Idaho with our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Specific place, just anywhere in Idaho. Um, the the one that comes to mind. I love Northern Idaho, but the one that comes to mind is right there around Chalice and Salmon mm-hmm. because there's so there's like five wildernesses. Yeah, right there, right mm-hmm. there, and and it, it was really it was a really cool place. I would like to and, go back to and Idaho, it's, and it's not. It's not the reason that one comes to mind is because it's not pop. It's not a popular destination yet. Salmon is. I mean, for fishing and stuff like that. But as far as that area, it's not close to anything. And so it's not overrun with, it's not like uh, the Tetons where it's just overrun with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Annie? I would love to go back to Glacier National Park, and I know it's a little bit more popular, but it's just one of those places that is stuck in my mind since I was a kid, and that's the next place that I would like to go to. I want to go to the Smoky Mountains. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I that was to, what I was going to say. I want to go the sno- to me. the Smoky Mountains. I know it's back east, but um, I'd love to go to the Smoky Mountains. I'd love to go in the fall Yeah. Um, when the colors are amazing mm-hmm. I, um you know i got to go i got to go to arkansas and and do some fishing um during the summer it was absolutely beautiful um and i'd love to take it a step further and get to go to the smoky mountains one of these days yes mm-hmm. completely agree yep someday i know it's pretty far out there but someday i'd like to go up to like maine or v- vermont yeah. I think I'd like to go to Maine, maybe even up into Canada from that direction. Mm-hmm. Because I would like to see some, you know, of Prince the Edward Island is out there. Yeah, and I don't know about camping there or not. I haven't looked into it much, but I like that rugged coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the houses that you see on there, and I don't know if I want to go in the summer or the fall. <laughs> Because I think I'd like to see both. Yeah. Right. Suggestions. Right. Any any listeners back east got any suggestions for that? Yeah. It's funny when, when you think about, like, places to visit, you tend to, especially camping, you tend to think about mountainous regions. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, like, I don't want to go camping in Florida. No. No. <laughs> no. Nothing against, no. Nothing against Florida. But everything, I don't want to go camping. Every, every, everything against the Florida wildlife. Do we want to go? <laughs> To Florida at all? <laughs> Sorry, Florida. They've, there's too many poisonous snakes, too many big snakes <laughs> that'll eat you, crocodiles, alligators. I, I have no desire to go sure. camping down yeah. there. But on the other hand, so, so yeah, don't have a desire to go to Florida. Wouldn't mind going to the Carolinas and maybe going to the beach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've been wanting there. to do Wouldn't that. Wouldn't mind that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not, I mean, that, that's the funny thing about when you start thinking about so camping. so different. It's, it is. It's, it's such a different destination than what our normal destination yeah. is. And then you you think well, about, I, and then you think about Nevada. Nevada right. doesn't come to mind as a camping <laughs> no. destination. <laughs> no, nothing uh, against Nevada. But what do they have other than but Vegas? They, <laughs> but there's but but there's got to be there's got to be there's got to be. be some beautiful you yeah. know. And, like, and I work I with, live in the I desert with some guys that like come from Florida, and I'm sure they could tell us. Yeah, you should mm-hmm. probably go check this out. But it's just so funny because it doesn't come to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, Nevada, Florida. There's states. 
that you wouldn't think of. We're used to everything out Kansas, west. Kansas, Nebraska yeah. wouldn't come to mind as camping states. No. They have some really cool mm, yeah, river bottoms, the Platte River. Mm-hmm. When we went go through there to go to the first time we went to Omaha, mm-hmm. and we went through there, I'm like, I was totally wrong about this. This is a cool oh, country. Oh. Yeah, it is. Kansas, Kansas is one of my. Um, I don't know why I didn't list this, but but Kansas, I, and I rodeoed all over Kansas, and Eastern Kansas has some beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah, it does. Um, just amazingly beautiful country. And the first time I went up in there, um, rodeo, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And this they is have just a whole so... lot of Pizza Huts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know... we ate a lot of pizza on our road trips, didn't we? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, and I like those destinations like that, that are, that are a little outside of the box of our norm. You know, we went to Idaho and it was all about the mountains. You know, that, that's what we were looking at. You know, we went through the sawtooths and, and just beautiful country and all that rugged country. And we were like, head to those mountains. Let's go. Yeah. And, And that's what we did, you know, but, but yeah, I would like to go, um, to the Smoky Mountains, and I'd like to go back east, like Dana's talking about, into some I need, countries. Some I need country to see like some east. Well, the thing about it is, there's some uh, there's history there that I'd like to just mm-hmm. see. You know what I would want to see in Florida? I want to see some of that maritime history, that oh, pirate yeah. kind of stuff. I took a trip. I, I mm-hmm. took a trip all across all across the South. Um, we drove. Basically from Alamogordo, New Mexico, all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, mm. along the south. Did you have some good food? And I can't speak to the food. I was really? 10, oh, no. you know. Um, and though my memory is not as great as Dana's, I remember a lot about that trip. You know, we stopped at a lot of plantations, you know, like old Civil War plantations. And yeah. um, probably... we, we rode we rode a, a riverboat down the Mississippi um, and... It's it's very so, so New Mexico has a lot of great history. It's just a different kind of history. And we're used mm-hmm. to it. So so seeing <laughs> yeah. the history going across the south like that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I do remember a lot of that even though like I said I was only 10. Um but there's a lot of it that I remember and it was really cool. The other thing that I remember about the south and one of the reasons that I don't really want to go camping down there is because you can't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just there's so the trees so and the brush is so thick that you just you can't see anything. So if you found a place that was open enough to pitch a tent, that's all you're gonna see is your immediate camp spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So um we we went around and talked about places that we wanted to camp. I think to wrap this up I wanna hear from you guys because New Mexico podcast. Sure. Where it doesn't have to be New Mexico particularly, but well, it should be. But but local mm-hmm. or close camp spots that people might not know about. Hmm. Do we want to give up that information? <laughs> I don't know. That's what we do. Yeah, we give information. Yeah. Okay, I know. We're not, um, we're not that popular yet. Places that people might not know, and I'm not uh, going to restrict you to one. Um, I'll let you have so if you want. The Capitans, great one. The Capitans, uh, they're they're, it's it's an amazing mountain range, um, and and to take it a step further, just like the Hickorias, uh, mm-hmm. 
just north of the Capitans. Mm -hmm. Absolute beautiful country. Um, and there's lots of places to camp. And you're talking lots like around places. Corona. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. well, between, no, no, between. around White Oaks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just between Corona yeah. and White and Oaks. Capitans. So, so for, for Hunter's sake, like, like unit 37. Yeah. Um, um, it's pretty there. There's a lot of beautiful country in there yep. that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, and, you know, good camping destinations. You know, if you're looking for water, not the one. Yeah, we got got to take yeah. the water. There's no water. Um, but the Capitans are a beautiful place. You know, it's not a real easy place to take a camper, but it's a very easy place to drive up on top of, take your tent, and camp up on top, top of the Capitans. You know, all kinds of wildlife. There's There's elk, there's deer, there's bears. Um, beautiful, beautiful scenery. Um, you can stand on the edge of the Capitans, which me and you did during our elk hunt up there, and look out across that country, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that would be that would be mine that probably not a lot of people know about. Dana. Well, you kind of took the one I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to say, <clears throat> but. Um, hmm. can't really think of anything but i do like that one too because you're not gonna end up there unless you're trying to go there so it didn't seem like it was heavily trafficked yeah. to me yeah. when we went through there no you're you're so, if you go there it's because you meant to yeah or you got lost yeah which That's, i don't know why you'd turn down one of those minuscule dirt roads <laughs> by accident yeah i just feel like people get so focused on the gorge and whatnot that they kind of forget about the Gila. And if you have not been to the Gila and you like camping and you like wilderness, you should go. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about the Gila is it's very large. Mm -hmm. And so you've got the options to, to drive up to a lot of different camping spots. Mm -hmm. And you also have the option of hiking in. Yes, packing and in. And packing in. Getting away. Yeah, and... Um, and you can come at it from a lot of different directions. You know, you can mm -hmm. come at it from from uh, Silver City. You can come at it from from Socorro. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a lot of cool parts about the Gila. Another one that I'm going to throw out there, that, real quick. I know you're uh, is the Rio de los Peños up in northern New Mexico. Love that area. Mm -hmm. Great fishing. Great fishing on that river. Okay, I thought of one, and I think you can camp there and it would probably do best if it was just kind of like an overnight like a one yeah. one night trip and then you spend a day there um at the grand Quivira mission mm. because you're kind of out on this i don't know if it's a mesa or what but you're kind of higher than everything else mm -hmm. and you can see a lot of beautiful country from there and they had that old mission out there and that was really yeah. fun the kids loved it so I've got probably a couple um, for different tastes. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to go to a state park, there's a very, n a not very well-known state park called Villanueva State Park. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's between Santa Fe and Las Vegas, mm. and you have to go south on, on uh, Highway 3 off of I-25, and... You will, unless you know where you're going, you're going to miss it. But it's down along the Pecos River. It's where the Pecos River comes out of the mountains and goes down into that Mesa country. Um, 
before it kicks south yep. towards Roswell. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Villanueva State Park sits back in this little canyon, and it is just a beautiful little spot. Even if you're just driving through Villanueva, yeah. it's pretty. Don't stop. But, <laughs> no, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but, go, but go camp there. Highway <laughs> 3 is one of my favorite ways to travel. But it, yeah. is, it is a beautiful little spot that not a lot of people know about. Um, my second spot was a surprise to me. I won't go, I don't know, I probably wouldn't go elk hunting there. But up there, Abiquiu in mm-hmm. that forest service around the Via Caldera it was beautiful. It was amazing were, country. It's all forest service. There's Should amazing have been amazing places full of elk. to camp up there. Mm-hmm. That's a great spot. Um, my last one is actually a place that I want to go with us. Um, I was going to say Mills Canyon, mm-hmm. but we've already been there. So, but my last one's. N- it's just outside New Mexico, but it's close enough. I would like it. It would be a quick weekend trip for us, and it's Black Mesa State Park yep. over in Oklahoma. Really cool little state park. Yeah. So Oklahoma's got some neat, some neat country. Um, it's it's different for sure, but you know I, I spent a year in Oklahoma, and it it's got some pretty country in it. Yeah. Uh, Black Black Mesa is the highest point in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and it's close to New but Mexico. it's um it's interesting country it's it's what we call the high low country yeah mm. um but it's got a lake you can fish mesas and prairie yeah it's pretty neat so. we put Annie to sleep it's not hard to do the margar- <laughs> the margarita's wearing off mm-hmm. well that is that that's was, gonna wrap it up that was a fun podcast it was a very fun, fun podcast mm-hmm. um for, for all of you, that, for, for all of you that listened uh, to the end, thanks for joining, and we'll talk to you again next week. Adios, adios, peace out, bye, <laughs> weirdo. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and don't forget about our website www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. adios.